show of 2021 we have had a couple of really great uh special episodes we had we re-ran uh one of our best ofs with harvey k uh, we also re-ran one of our best ofs with uh brian williams and with connor lewis over the past couple of weeks so i uh, hope you enjoyed those um but now we are re- ready to take on the new year in earnest we have jeff and scott and robert on the show what's going on y'all yo 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 um, I know I celebrated Martin Luther King Day today by letting freedom ring at the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas mm-hmm. with uh, with Aaron, and we looked at the otters who are just like sea otters or just otters big are, dogs. Otters are kind of psychos, aren't they? They're just like dogs of the of yeah, the ocean. I thought otters were like vicious killers. What? They kind of are. They kind of mm-hmm. are. You should have seen how they tore apart this stone crab. Mm-hmm. They were oh, like giving yeah. up stone crab claws. They, this otter was literally like taking the claws and just smashing it Dude. against the plexiglass in front of me. I mean, that's what that's just what you do, like on a table. Otters. I mean, I don't, eat, I don't, eat, I'm not into stone claw, but uh, otters, Aaron otters don't shiv. They Wait. wild. They don't mess around, man. They, uh, nah, nah, shiv. they're trying to break stuff. Mm-hmm. They're the, they're the, they're the Fred Durst of the sea. <laughs> you think the otters eat the yellow stuff? Sure, oh, why not? Absolutely, they do. They don't they eat it all, dude. I saw them. Yeah, they eat right. everything. Just check that mug. Um, what else was today? So anyway, Got um, we've had yeah, a very I, normal start to 2020, haven't we? Yep. Saints loss. So things do kind of feel like you're normal again. Yeah, exactly. After like 20 years, this, the uh, football is back to normal. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> yeah, 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 that is normal. That is normal. And we should, that's the thing about the city. Jeff and I were talking about it earlier. Like, you have, we have to embrace, like, embrace the losing, like, because it makes the winning more, like, sweeter. Robert, that's the thing you, this, you don't yeah, have to tell me to embrace the losing, buddy. No, <laughs> dude, it's like, you darkness. have to revel in it. Like, you have year. to, you have to, like, be happy about it. I grew up with a bag on my head. I was born with a bag on my head. Yeah, but y'all were sad. That's the thing. Y'all are like, the ain't so terrible. Oh, blah, blah. You got to be like, ah, they're terrible, these bums. Ha, ha, ha. Like, you got to be more like Tampa and Philly and mm-hmm. and we, all these other great cities. Like, don't get so in your feelings. Scott, we, Scott, you remember the story of the time that we went to the Cleveland game on Halloween with Dad? Yeah. Yeah, look at the Browns fans. They got it down, but tell us the story about the Cleveland game. He bought fake tickets twice, and then <laughs> we had to buy real what? tickets. So he bought fake tickets from a scalper twice in the Two same day. Ones. Twice in the same day. It's like me, Scott, Dad, and like his friend who's from no, Cleveland. He, no, his friend had tickets. They had tickets, <laughs> fine, but that's who he had to drive up and back with, right? They were like wearing like the dog. Bull crap and all that other stuff, right? They were into it. 
So so me, Scott, and Dad are just like walking around the Superdome like, oh, there's a scalper. They're going to sell us tickets. We bought fake tickets. Like we're both like 12 and like 10 years old at the time. Right. And so this is the year where after. So so we bought he bought fake tickets twice. We got rejected at the door twice. Then. We ended up getting split away from dad. It was me and Scott like together and dad was somewhere else in the dome, like totally solo by himself. And then that was the game where Tim couch threw like the 60 yard touchdown to get the first win in Brown's history. That rules. (laughs) It was incredible. It was the greatest like run of misfortune that I, it was like a Royal flush of terrible things to happen in a day. Yeah, and we knocked it. It was a Hail Mary, and they knocked it down, and the guy caught it on the ground. Like, yeah, he saw it they was, were going to That was the Dim Couch play. That was the one defining play of Tim Couch's whole entire career. The rules. I remember Tim, man, Cleveland. Yeah, so Saints fans, be more like Browns fans. Just, like, relax. Just, just embrace just, it. Suck it up, man. Lose, yeah, just sink into the losing like a hot tub. It just feels so much better. Yeah, just like, like, a, like a very comfy couch. Right, when you just know you can't depend on them. Like, you can't... Yeah. I don't know. It's just... I grew up in a bad sports town. I know how it is. New Orleans, for the most part, has been a bad sports town. But then when they won the one Super Bowl, like, everything went to, like, everybody's head. Don't say that. Y'all have a good hockey team. Yeah, but we always didn't have a good hockey team either. That's fairly new. We got two two Stanley Cups now. But um, that's fairly new. Boy, the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay, the Lightning, uh, the Lightning. Y'all had the Rays for baseball. Yeah, the Rays have only they've been to two World Series now, and they're zero for two. And then you know they who's like upset? The they they did the the patented uh, Florida Marlins like, oh, we want to we want a World Series. Let's liquidate everything. Well, they, well, <laughs> they, well, that's the thing now. Well, the Rays are playing Moneyball. They've yeah. got the smallest uh, smallest payroll in the league, so they yeah. they have to liquidate like every season. That's their deal. Um. But no, just embrace the lose. Yeah, take like, don't else. get mad about but it. But then you also had Tampa with with as you brought up, Trent Dilfer, your boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he won a he won a uh, he won a ring with um, Baltimore, but we had a quarterback even worse, mm-hmm. Brad Johnson. That's all you need. You just need a quarterback who's not going to fumble the ball and hand it off. Throw a dink and dunk 10-yarder, yard pass every now and then. But what about Drew Brees? I thought, I thought Drew Brees was like a, a – no, no, Drew Brees has been heart garbage. He's fooled, he's fooled the city for like over a decade now. Wait, okay, it's so like, you got to – okay, get into it. No, everybody's like, oh, my God, did you watch the comeback that Drew Brees led the Saints to a comeback? Yeah, but did you also watch him throw two picks and one of them was a pick six and that's why the Saints were down by seven? Right. Going in the go down by six, going into the fourth, and why Drew Brees had to go the whole yard to get ninety something yards to 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 win the game. So, oh, you forget it's like you have amnesia and forget about that. What I, I made a joke to you the other day. I said, I said like having Drew Brees as a quarterback or any gunslinger as a quarterback, like Brett Favre, any quarterback like that, is like having a hot is like having a hot girlfriend. But you know, she, but she's got bipolar disorder. God, and oh, she's okay. it's not that. She's got to like stand you up thirty percent of the time, and at some point you have to be like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. So um, here's the problem: 
I can never have my heart broken by a quarterback after having been an LSU fan when right. Jamarcus Russell was the quarterback. Oh, there. he was always bad. He had y'all. No, 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 no. When he was at LSU, he would be the guy that would spot like 25 points to the other team yeah. every single game. They would always, always, always end up going into the second half behind like by at least two scores. Oh. And then he would just be the absolute su- – I mean, it was what made him a number one draft pick. Right. He was the super-duper mega hero who would just always get the win. Yeah, like, he would he, just put you in a hole. He'd put in you a, in a, a hole classic, and I would call it the Drew Brees maneuver. Uh-huh. Put you in a hole and then go, look how I got you out of this hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, 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 the oh, difference okay. is that Jamarcus Russell was way cooler than Drew Brees. Right. <laughs> and, and that stuff works. Like, that's the thing. It worked for the Saints when, like, the Saints were putting up 40-something points a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's just a shootout and, you know, Drew Brees is going to spot you a pick six, but they're also going to put up 40 points. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. But it won't work when the team – when the when the Saints are only putting up 10 points. <laughs> it's not going to work. Scott, what say you? And what do you think about Drew Brees? No, he's bad. You know, you know my opinion. Is. Leave me alone. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> just, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not partici- I'm not participating on any sports talk on this. All right, leave me alone. Oh, oh, Scott's too good for sports talk on the blue. I hate podcast. sports talk. It's miserable. He's too good for the sports ball talk. I used to f- drive a stupid van, and I cannot stand sports talk. Everyone to listen to it. Drove me nuts. I love sports I'm gonna, talk. What best. I need to get you into, Scott, is what me. What I, I was a sports hater too. You know what no, turned me I, out? No, my, leave me alone. I like no sports talk. We, I refuse to participate in sports talk. It's no, you got to become a degenerate gambler, dude. Terrible. That'll turn you around. And you'll love sports again. <laughs> Don't tell me to do that. <laughs> Gambling on Minecraft, of course. No, it'll turn it'll turn your whole like. You'll have a whole new reason to be interested. <laughs> no, I don't care, bro. Well, so I guess one of the things that I have a cousin who will just watch, like he'll watch like the show that's about fantasy football on ESPN, right? and I'm right? like, get out of here! I'm not doing this. Yeah, fantasy football's for losers. <laughs> FYI, nobody cares about your fantasy football team. Uh, so I guess the way they wanted to like steer this conversation was, so one of the things that I noticed after, um, and look, I've. I mentioned earlier that I had been a Saints fan since, like, Bobby Bear was the quarterback, right? Right. I was like, I've been around since forever. And one of the great hallmarks of any team or, or any sports doing that you could ever possibly do is that when your quarterback or when, you're, when any player has a bad game, you can just, like... You got to dog them for it, right? Yeah, if you don't do it, yeah. then like, what, what, what's it's the cathartic. point? So I went ahead and, and like started to do that on like Twitter and Facebook last night. And people gave me some feedback. Like they gave me some static Bro, because they were like gross. very sad that Drew Brees was like, you know, retiring or whatever. It was like, no, they were so sad that Drew Brees went into the, he, that he's leaving the league coming, coming in that the same way he came in the league by throwing game losing interceptions. <laughs> Well, and, and like that's the thing, right? Like that's the funny thing about it too is like it's not even to say like Drew Brees personally is a good or a bad guy, even though like I do have opinions on that as well. 
But like the fact that you cannot like dog your quarterback for playing terrible is 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 actually like super not fun. I don't know. It may, it takes a lot of fun out of sports to me. No, I hear you, my dude. Like, 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 why do we have to suddenly be solemn and like defend, like talk about Drew Brees and his beautiful family and all of the things that he's given to the city of New Orleans? (laughs) A guy I really respect in politics, like uh, um, a guy I know IRL. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do too, actually. You know this dude. I don't want to. I don't want to put him on blast in case he listens. But a guy like we both really respect in politics was just like, in case y'all forgot, and he put like a picture of. of Donald Trump and Tom Brady together. Like oh yeah, picture. I didn't see that. Yeah, and I, was like, <laughs> I felt so bad for the guy. Anybody else out have been like, "Oh, you want to get into Incredible. this? Let's talk about Drew Brees." No, well, let's, that, ta- let's talk about how dumb, too, Let's like, talk about Drew- the dumb stuff he said. Well, yeah, he's he's got a picture in his in his, in the like a uh, box, like in a private box with Trump in them too. Like while yeah, Trump was president. Don't talk about no Drew Brees. Talk about oh, people shouldn't kneel for the anthem and all this foolishness. I don't want to hear that from him. <laughs> well, okay, so like we can get into it a little bit. So like uh, about a year ago or something like that, uh, there was the issue with Drew Brees like getting on like like Malcolm Jenkins essentially had to like talk to Drew. Come Brees. get your boy. Yeah, co- like a come get your boy because he was like a, I back the blue and I don't kneel for the uh, for the anthem sort of stuff. Right. Only only kneel for the cross, baby. Yeah, kneel for the cross, stand for the anthem, kind of stuff. And then prior to that, there was the like uh, fight for the family, where Drew Brees like made a video. We talked about. We actually covered it on this program, right? Where he right. did a video with this group called. I think it was something along the lines of "Fight for the Family," where there was a, an explicitly anti-LGBTQ organization. Man. Like, like I don't yeah, know. Drew Brees man. is a, it, Drew Brees is as dumb as, as Brady is for and, sure. And, and, and like again, to get into to some of this stuff too. Like when you when you talk about the fact that an an NFL quarterback has given so much to our city, or whatever. I don't care. The only reason that they're able to give so much to our city is because they get millions of dollars to play a fucking baby's game. Well, okay. So the only pushback on that is. It, they better as the than workers, the they owners should, getting yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should, they should get all the money. Yeah, exactly. The, the, like all, all right. of the players should get more money. That's to be cool, cool, cool. Just that's not sure my point. I'm not saying uh, like players are like the problem here, but like right. the, the, the 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 way that I sort of think about it in a in a like mental framework in a sense is that like most of the players are the players, and the quarterbacks are kind of the managers. If that makes sense. They're kind of, at least if they're not the managers, they're like the lead employees. They're the yeah, ones absolutely. that are the, they're they're the, the ones that yeah, are like absolutely. responsible to the boss. They're the yeah. ones that'll snitch you out before anything else, you know. And like even when you think about it in basketball, like LeBron could just get like, um, like in basketball, like LeBron could get somebody like banished from his team if they do terrible. It's like oh, no, that wow. happened. That's a, there's there's a real example of that. Is mm-hmm. that. Um, who was that creep that was the owner of the, um, Donald the Sterling. Donald Sterling. The reason why they pulled his franchise was from at the end of the day is that they the NBA heard as a rumor that LeBron James was organizing a labor action, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, you don't have a franchise anymore." Right, 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 right. 
Let me uh, pause for station ID. You're listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade and GoodMorningComrade.com. Jeff, Scott, and Robert on the show. What's going on? We're talking We're talking sports. I'm talk baseball. Oh, Let's talk not. about baseball. No, sports. Welcome to Sports Talk. WHIV. Yeah, this is we're the not. Sports Talk. The show. heart of New Orleans. Don't say other radio stations on our radio station. This is WHIV. <laughs> WHIV. Oh, oh, yeah. My bad. Sports Radio. <laughs> Uh, that, sounded, that sounded like a real station. Like uh... it is a real station. It's WHIV. <laughs> we all need like sports radio names, like the Goose, yeah. no, dude. the Goose, I, the Bear. Yeah. Oh man! So like the only, the, worse than, the only thing worse than sports talk is like drive time radio. That's W-H-I-V. the worst. So, Absolutely to, to kind the of like always Jeff always is threatening me. He's like, we're going to get a soundboard. He's going to press a button. He's going to be like, oh, good. Buddy, it's already made. I just need to plug it out. Yeah. Yeah. You those are great with technology. Your, your, your vivacious system. To, 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 to kind of thread this needle a little bit, though. We've got bills to pay. Doctor, so Dr. Mark <laughs> Allen can keep living his lavish lifestyle on WHIV, the sports leader, the sports animal. God. Do you remember the uh, speaking of? Do you remember the Ken Ken and Ken show from? Yeah, it was awesome. What's the Ken Ken and Ken show? The that was like the fake uh, New Year's, not New Year's, but the Halloween and um, April Fools. April Fools show that would be on the. the, uh, I almost said Alex Jones on the Majority Report, (laughs) but um, but uh, let's put a pin in Alex Jones. We talk about him. Yeah, it's it's really hard to do it without Michael Brooks, so. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, Sam Cedar's letting it breathe. Yeah, that was what a sad. He could do it though with like Emma Viglin now, because Emma Viglin's like a like she's she, Emma Viglin should have a sports like a left. She's very funny. Show like she's like has really good sports takes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, or even when she's wrong, she's funny about being wrong. But regardless, I, like um, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I mean, I just like a, in a clumsy way to like segue from just bringing up Michael. Uh, who we lost in 2020, very sadly. Right. Um, he and many other people kind of, because we were recording on uh, Martin Luther King Day, and one of the, their their little like YouTube channel that, that is kind of up in his, his memory, um, released a video today, and, and we should probably... Um, I'll talk a little bit about this too because it, it's on the on the subject of Martin Luther King uh, from the perspective sure. of his approach to like power and love and um, the way that not in like the Huey Lewis you know in the news way like that's the power of, you know there is something to it but there was a great quote that that, that King said uh, that Michael highlighted which was power with love is reckless and abusive and love without power is sentimental and anemic. And like, I think about that one in particular because of the way that a lot of people talk about Martin Luther King and this sort of like very Mickey mouse sort of, um, very sanitized version of the actually extremely radical politics that King himself, uh, actually presented. He, like, he was a threat to the U.S. system of government. He was a, a person that was literally blackmailed by and threatened and told to commit suicide by the FBI 
um, because of the, I mean, because of the, the work that he was doing, because he was organizing poor workers, because he was organizing across racial lines. Um, I don't know, like, like when you hear things like that, and I'll pull up the, uh, the audio of that in just a moment. Um, but when you think about that, what do you, what do you, what do you think, Robert Scott? I mean, it's, it's really sad, obviously. It's uh, like in our circles, if you're listening to the show, like you already know how hard Dr. King's, uh, what he said and what he stood for has been sanitized and just like bastardized and how, you know, the man was, the man was a straight up socialist, like all his values. Literally, like actually a democratic socialist in the right. most direct, like the most complete way that you would think about it today. Right. And everybody, you know, and the whole idea of nonviolent action, nonviolent, you know, protest. He was a student of Mahatma Gandhi. And the reason why he used nonviolent protest is not because, you know, quote unquote, he might have felt in his heart. I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but it was the tactic in the it was the tactic in the toolbox that he had. Mm -hmm. It really didn't matter if it was the quote unquote moral and right thing to do or not. It's all he had available, and he knew there's no such thing as nonviolent. There's no such thing as nonviolent revolution. There's no such thing as a nonviolent protest action. To where he was, him and also SNCC were sending people in to the Dragon's Den. They were sending people to violence. It was part of the strategy because they knew violence would be done upon them and, and at sit-ins and crossing bridges and things like that. And and to jump in just a little bit and and provide maybe a little bit of a maybe not corrective, but maybe a supplement to what you're saying is that like, it's not that the love component or the, the nonviolent component of what Martin Luther King was saying and doing was in place. Like as a, like the fact that the, the, the only reason that nonviolent protest was effective was because it was powerful. And right. if it is not powerful, then it's actually useless. Absolutely. And so We're saying the same thing. What's that? We're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, 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 it's not like, like, like being nonviolent for the sake of nonviolent. You're you're doing nonviolence for the sake of accomplishing your goal. You're not like, like, right. like one of the there's a that's a, there's a big difference there, and it's not from what you're saying, but I'm I'm sort of like uh, expanding on it. I hope. Um, it's like, like you, you, there's, a, that's a big difference between a moral argument and a material argument. Yes. Right. So, so sure. when you're just saying like, like, like we're going to do nonviolence because it's not going to like hurt anybody else. Well, if in the, if, if that does nothing to accomplish a goal, then what's the point of doing it at all? Mm -hmm. Right. That's it. No, hundred percent. We're saying the exact same thing. Okay. It's, it's a tactic that's used to win, not a tactic that's used to win over your your opposition. Right. Right. Exactly. You're you're using you're trying, it to leverage right. to leverage a position and to leverage an agenda. You're not doing it just for the sake of. But as soon as it becomes weaponized against you, like it has been with Doctor with the legacy of Doctor King with white mm -hmm. supremacy, it's thrown up in your face. Oh, like you should be more like King. You should be more like King. Like Doctor Martin Luther King wouldn't like this. Oh, the King would be mad at you. Now, when it's weaponized against you, it has no more. It has no more purpose. Like right. you have to be able to to drop it as a tactic. Right. Or 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 at least adapt. I mean, like, but but I mean, obviously like Martin Luther King spoke 
very uh, vociferously against uh, the cancelization cancellation of people who are unable to speak on college campuses, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, yeah, Doctor Martin Luther King, the ultimate libertarian. Uh, Martin Luther King on cancel culture. He would have marched with the Klan to just like to make sure that they had their they had their free speech rights. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like one of the funny, like 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 wild things about like the way that uh, these things get framed in 2020 is just this very very clear, very very sharp perspective. Um, and like, like Martin Luther King day as a holiday, even, uh, you know, who, you know, what president made Martin Luther King day a holiday? This is Johnson, right? I really don't know. It, it was Reagan. Reagan. And the Dang. reason for doing Dang. so was very, very conscious. And this is not to take away obviously from King, but the, the reason is very conscious, which is a conscious project to take that kind of messaging co-opt and sort of turn it into the Mickey Mouse version that we often hear in schools and in and in sense. you know popular culture to sort of to sort of neuter the actual edge to that approach, right? Absolutely. But 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 make no mistake, the 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 king legacy should be and and uh, I would suggest should will be um, for all time one that is sharply critical of uh, establishment of of injustice and of of um of capitalism and and of imperialism i mean the the, the three great uh let me find that, that that particular quote actually the three great evils um that that he articulated yeah, but while you're finding that, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago during the how he's just like his his ghost that never existed. This conservative, this weird conservative MLK that never existed mm -hmm. is been used to weaponize. Like I remember during the um, during the protest, the BLM protest this mm -hmm. summer, where it was just like, oh, Martin, Dr. King wouldn't like this. Yeah. You're pissing off his legacy. Like what? Like who are you trying to kid? Mm -hmm. Like that's the great thing about the internet. Like that's the great thing about living in this era, mm -hmm. even more so when we grew up. Like these people who want to spread their like their their racist, terrible agenda of propaganda. Like you can, a child can instantly fact check them on their mm -hmm. you know their leapfrog, their leap mm -hmm. pad, and it's just this this just doesn't have weight anymore. Mm -hmm. At least it shouldn't, and it's it's slowly dying off. But yeah, you can just be fact checked so easily. Hopefully, I mean the, the, the problem becomes um, that these these issues. There is a certain canonization that takes place of the accepted version of these right. um, of these ideas and 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 co-optation and again it's not a fault of of uh people you know like it's not a fault of king that that he's been co-opted post his own death his own murder by the state of um you know that's not his fault or anything like that but but what no. what ends up happening as a sort of uh intentional hegemonic corrective 
by this by the state is to use the language that exists out of context mind very very consciously out of context to preserve the status quo which was yeah, because which was, we which was very much not the uh the project of martin luther king jr at all you are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. We have Jeff, Scott, and Robert on the show. Uh, here's a, a bit on him from the three evils of society, war, poverty, and racism. We believe, we hope, we pray that something new might emerge in the political life of this nation which will produce a new man, new structures and institutions, and a new life for mankind. I am convinced that this new life will not emerge until our nation undergoes a radical revolution of values. When machines, when machines and computers, profit motives and property rights are considered more important than people, the giant triplets of racism, economic exploitation and militarism are incapable of being conquered. A civilization can flounder as readily in the face of moral bankruptcy as it can through financial bankruptcy. A true revolution of values will soon cause us to question the fairness and justice of many of our past and present policies. We are called to play the Good Samaritans on life's roadside, but that will only be an initial act. One day the whole Jericho Road must be transformed so that men and women will not be beaten and robbed as they make their journey through life. True compassion is more than flinging a coin to a beggar. It understands that an edifice which produces beggars needs restructuring. A true revolution of values will soon look uneasily on the glaring contrast of poverty and wealth. With righteous indignation, it will look at thousands of working people displaced from their jobs with reduced income as a result of automation, while the profits of the employers remain intact and say this is not just. It will look across the oceans and see individual capitalists of the West investing huge sums of money in Asia and Africa only to take the profits out with no concern for the social betterment of the countries and say this is not just. It will look at our alliance with the landed gentry of Latin America and say this is not just. A true revolution of values will lay hands on the world order and say of war, this way of settling differences is not just. This business of burning human beings with napalm, of filling our yeah. nation's homes with orphans and widows, of injecting poisonous drugs of hate into the veins of peoples normally humane, of sending men home from dark and bloody battlefields physically handicapped and psychologically deranged cannot be reconciled with wisdom, justice, and love, a nation that continues year after year 
to spend more money on military defense than on programs of social uplift is approaching spiritual death. So there's a lot there. I mean, I mean like, it sounds like Marx to me, my dude. Like, I don't, <laughs> or if not like Marx when he started, I mean, when he started talking about, you know, when he's talking about automation, uh-huh. sounds a lot like Marx. Yeah. And like, even if it's not like Marx directly, that there's definitely not conflict between these no, perspectives, right? The whole point, uh, I mean, the, the, again, like this is uh, something that he's saying that is anti-imperialism, anti-capitalism, and anti-white supremacism, which is like the, I mean, like it's the 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 exact approach that needs to be taken to to kind of push to push forward in in a in an actually just society, which we don't have right now. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, I've, and I hate this is going to sound weird coming from like socialist podcaster, mm-hmm. but. Now that Biden has won, I feel a lot more optimistic than I have. And I could be wrong. Like, mm. six months from now, I could be like, this is awful. But it almost, to <laughs> me, like, the, be, thing, fine. the things that are being pumped out of the White House, so I'm hearing, mm. it's almost like the Republicans were right. Like, the right-wingers were right to where Biden is just a cipher with no agenda of his mm. own. And he's a cipher of at least some of the things that I want. Mm. You know, like we're talking $2,000 checks. We're talking uh, student loan forgiveness. Um, we're talking, you know, an increase in the minimum wage. We're talking a lot of, we're, we're really talking a lot of stuff that was on the Bernie Sanders plank uh, when he ran um, that's coming to fruition. And like, I'm really, I know it's terrible and scary for a lot of people who didn't understand how racist, they really didn't get how like white supremacy is, is, running wild has been running wild since the founding of this country by people who don't care about our um, democratic norms. They don't care about democracy. They just want a strong man. And you had people like crystal ball a couple months on rising and cigar and jetty poo pooing how like, Oh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I'm waiting for the coup. And then the coup happened and it'd be like, Oh, I guess Donald Trump was that bad. This is just like a really mask off moment in our society to where I feel like at least people's people's eyes are open now and they have to like make a conscious choice. Yeah, I think that there's a conscious choice uh, that is being taken. I think that when it comes to and and we were talking about this a little bit off air before we got on about people that are in the position where they're like, oh, no, not this again. Um Specifically, people like like Bree Joy Gray, um, who are very very skeptical of Democrats, and I think that there is a certain amount of healthiness to that skepticism. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, there is at least if you're asking me, um, a lot more leverage to provide an alternate agenda, um, both inside and outside of the sort of like democratic structures that exist. And when you see things like, and, and we talked a little bit about this with Ben Burgess and all those other Ben guys, you know, all those other guys named Ben on the um, show, which seems like a million years ago, uh, about about that whole force the vote hilarious joke. Um, 
like 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 there there is a component where you want to hold people like AOC and you want to hold people like Ilan and and Richie Talib accountable. Like that's not a wrong instinct. But like the, the the problem is when you have people like Jimmy Dore and Nico House saying that they're like sellouts. That's that's too far, right? That's too much. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to like, I feel like we're doing a hard swerve on topics, but I'll give you my like 10 second thing on that really quick. Okay. So people like Bree and people like, especially like Dum Dum, Doofus, Jimmy Dore, Nico. and Nico House and all that. So I don't I think understand. this is related. I think that there's a through line okay. here. So if we're, here's my take, like. We've all chosen that we're not going to, and this is the crass, get right and to the And this is giving them every bit of good faith, by the way. We've all- <laughs> At least I am. All chosen. I, I'm not giving them good faith at all, because my That's thing fine. is this. We, we've all chosen that we're not doing the revolution thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of, I would say, like, on, especially on this show, I'm the tankiest person here. <laughs> so if we want to do the revolution thing, I've said this a million times, uh, okay, show me where to meet, give me a choice of color of bandana- uh, let's do it. But we've obviously decided not to do that. We're all going to do the electoral thing because we don't want to see the bodies stack up. I agree with that. Actual revolution would be terrible. We ain't so there now, right now, right? We've all we've all agreed that we're going to do the electoralism thing. Now we're deciding that we're mad at the people who who are doing the electoralism. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that oh these people aren't doing they're they're not playing the game the way you want to play the, them to play the game then what is your alternative you're not providing with it you're not providing anyone with another alternative so i don't know what you're talking about what about now, a people party that's ridiculous that'll never work and for a million zillion reasons why we've already covered on this show and other people of why that that does not work now another thing is if you want to talk about push the vote or like suicide the vote or whatever bullcrap they were talking about, which had no doom chance to fail, but was going to just drive attention to an issue. If you want to talk about that before the Georgia election results came in and the Democrats now don't have, have they did not have the House, the Senate and the presidency, all three branches of government, um, then I could understand that. But now the reason why you don't force the vote is because we now have a chance to actually pass the vote. Mm-hmm. So if in six months the squad is not pushing for Medicare for all with, with all three branches of government, then yes, we have a problem. But as of right now, we have to do the slow grinding gears of electoralism mm-hmm. because that's what we've all chosen to do. And, it's where we and have other to than be. that, I do not know what these people are talking about. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. That's your thing. And yeah, that's it. And I don't know. My my take on it is like, I, there's, there are necessary things in place that 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 have to put some pressure on people like AOC and 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 some of those other folks. I don't think that's going to happen from a people party, if you know what I mean. I don't think that's going to happen. From a movement, it's not going to happen from Ryan Knight, proud resistor slash proud socialist or whatever. I don't think it's going to happen from Jimmy Dore. I don't think it's going to happen from Nico House. These people are, I mean, in terms of their actual support for things like Medicare for All in the 2016 campaign, doesn't like it doesn't track with what things are going forward. There seems to be a certain degree of opportunism here that um 
does it tracks more closely, I suppose, with um, raising your brand name than it does That's to than it, it does with actually getting the thing that you're claiming that you want. Uh, there's 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 too much of a disconnect, right? That's what it is, my dude. And and again, I'm not saying that every single person that's involved is doing the same thing, but there are certainly a lot of people that are in there that are doing the same, doing that thing. The grift is real, my dude. The grift is real, my dude. The grift is real. I, and, and there's some people that I don't under. I understand the Jimmy Gore, the, the Jimmy Dore grift. I understand the Nico House. Like he is he's a pro. He's a professional. He, he, he's he's on the fast train. He knows uh, what he's, he's doing. On the, he, yeah, he's on the fast train. I don't. Uh, I get him, but I don't understand the. I don't understand the Brianna Greyjoy. Like, what is she doing? Like, I would be so embarrassed if I was Bernie. You know what I mean? Like, like I let this person like run my campaign. Like, this is what are you talking about? But she's she's embarrassing. She's embarrassing. Like, again, I don't know what. What is your what is your plan if it's not electoralism? Yeah. If you I, have one, make it let it be known. If you don't, again, please shut up I mean, and let again, people get to work. And, and I am in for a plan that's beyond like electoralism. Like mm-hmm, sure. I, and I, I support everybody who has a plan that's not electoralism. I, and, I support and, and that. Perhaps perhaps some of these folks have it. I, I'm I'm giving the full benefit Bri- of the doubt. Brianna Greyjoy does not have that sitting up there writing for our, our friend of the show, Nathan Robinson. Maybe yeah. Sitting perhaps. there writing for current affairs. We are doing electoralism. She has put her chips down on electoralism. <laughs> if she wants to take, if if we're gonna do a, an equation, uh, um, an analogy, and say this is a craps table, and she wants to take her bet off of electoralism and put it somewhere else, she's more than happy, to, more than welcome to do that. She can do that with her life. But mm-hmm. this is what she's. This is where she's been going, and now to do this hard, weird, almost pro wrestling swerve. I have no idea what she's talking. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm trying to say that there are like approaches that are beyond electoralism that can be enacted with at this very time, and I don't think you're disagreeing with me even on that. No, I'm um, not. Like like they're like like the my whole critique of the whole force to vote issue is that organizations that have been campaigning for Medicare for all for as long as I've known that Medicare for all is a thing, for example, um, groups like national nurses, United groups like democratic Socialists of America, uh, labor for single payer, etc. Many, many groups that have been working on this for several, several, for several years. Um, they didn't sign on to the strategy that was articulated by the Jimmy door, like force the vote by withholding your vote for, um, withholding your vote for Nancy Pelosi for speaker approach, which uh, was a long shot. And we talked about that with Ben Burgess and all this other stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. My issue is that if you're going to do that, even if you think it's going to work, if you're going to do that work and not have the organizations that have been working for that, uh, for Medicare for all for years, like the ones that I just mentioned, I think you're you're definitely skipping steps, right? Like if you don't mm-hmm. have the nurses union, if you don't have uh, like groups like DSA, and if you don't have labor for single payer, and all these other groups that are that are dedicated and have put hours and hours and, and years of, of this kind of work together 
to 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 fight for this thing and you think you put it together in two weeks or whatever like like jimmy Dore claims then then i mean like there's a reason like like there you they know more about this stuff than you do right <laughs> yeah but, sure they, that's that's yeah. the thing to me like if, if people are doing this work and they've been doing medicare for all work for a, an extremely long time and they don't sign on to this approach and this strategy then like i don't know i, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt is that wrong by me you're just a nice guy you're a super nice guy oh i'm, I'm, a dumb I'm not i do not give these grifters the benefit no no of i'm the talking doubt. about giving the i'm talking about giving the people that have been doing the work for years and years. Oh, and years oh I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's what okay. I'm saying. No, absolutely. Which is absolutely. like, like if I'm going, if, I, if, I, if I, I'm putting myself in the, in the, the headspace of somebody who's like, I think we should force the vote for, for, for Medicare for all. Right. If I honestly believe that, then the first thing I'm going to do is look at those organizations that are doing that work and have been doing that for a very long time. And if they're not in agreement with me, then maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> No, That's absolutely. I mean. um, yeah, the time for activism is over. The time to like lock in power, push power, and and seize on what we have to actually get things done is now. That's who I'm. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. Not well, we like who can have, like, stamp like, their feet. Who can, can stamp still, their feet the loudest? Yeah, well, I mean, we can still do organizing for these things, of course. But I mean, well, they, when I say activism, I mean from like the time for activism from like. The AOCs and the mm-hmm. the uh, Jemiah Pauls and the Elon Omars. It's time to write bills. It's time to start write building bills. that. It's time to start building that power, right? It's starting to start like consolidating. From us, have... though. No, they. Re- I, I think what I'm saying is, you're saying no. We can still do activism. I'm like, yes, we should be doing activism. No, but they need to govern. They need to them. legislate. They yeah. need to write bills. I, that's agreed. That's 100 percent agreed. I don't want to hear any more excuses. That's what I mean. If if in in six months from now. And they're like, oh, we can't do this because of X, Y, D, because we can't because of Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. You whip Joe Manchin. You get the whip to whip Dude. Joe Manchin. Or you do what Bernie says needs to be done. If Joe Manchin becomes a problem, then you put writers on these bills that are going to exponentially help the people of West Virginia. And you make him vote against that. Yeah. You were listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. GoodMorningComrade.com. Dude, that is. I don't exactly want push right. the vote. I want push the bill. So I know that's kind the of the same that thing that you're that I agree with you incredibly on is so one of the first things that we've already seen happen uh, come out of like the post like Biden winning thing, um, which is like God, it seems like you won like a very long time ago, but it's mm. it's just like the transition of power in the U.S. is just so archaic and like old that it used to be, it used it takes, to be even longer uh yeah it used to be like six months but now it's only three months which is i guess good by u.s standards but anyway like my point is that like 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 a week or two ago and and this is why i hate the forced to vote conversation is why i hate a lot of this uh stuff that's going on with the capital city riot the uh, dc riot i mean like it seems like a week ago like Joe Manchin's like, oh, two thousand dollar checks for every American. I'm against that, right? right? And the the thing that for me, like, if if Joe Manchin wants to be a freaking cowboy and and be the one guy that stands against like every person in America getting a two thousand dollar check, good luck on that one, Chief. You know, like, go ahead and 
you essentially call that bluff if you're like yeah. the Democrats. I mean, like that's it's ridiculous the way that this gets framed that like a lot of these people like when they say, well, I guess we can't do anything because Joe Manchin has got his hands in his pockets is like so f-ing ridiculous to me. That's what I'm saying. Bernie has the he has the perfect plan for that. Right. You just put riders into the bill that are not going to hurt him, that are going to help West Virginia. Yeah. And you make him and you make him look his constituents in the eye and yeah. go, no, nah, I don't want to. I didn't want to to vote for things that were going to exponentially um, make your life better. So, yeah. uh, so like, because when, I want to be a power broker in D.C. When Joe Manchin said that, he, like, when it had the report that said that uh, Joe Manchin said he's absolutely not going to be in support of the two thousand dollar checks, I'm like, okay. Make and he's already back down. You know that, right? Yeah, he's already back down. But he's like, already said, "Well, uh, show me what you got." Yeah, <laughs> and and then the other thing that like loser Democrats do is that they were like, "Oh, actually, instead of uh, two thousand dollars, we actually meant like the six hundred dollars that the Republicans already gave you, that like like Donald Trump already right. gave you, and then we'll give you fourteen hundred on top of that, and that equals two thousand. We're not gonna give you two thousand dollars. Like like anything but doing like the maximum cool thing. They'll just yeah, like no. find any excuse to do. Anything to let them know that the, their corporate donors that we're still working for. Yeah, you. we're uh, we're we're actually like uh, we're not we. Just in case you forgot, we actually do really suck. (laughs) No, exactly. Like that, that thing made me so mad. I mean, like, I don't know, like like the idea that, that you're trying to save $400 for some weird reason. The fact that you would just like not leverage that for like, like, even if you're doing it like somewhat opportunistically, so what? Like, like Republicans do that to you constantly. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Any, any, like, like, there's this, there's this refusal by by Democrats to take any amount of leverage, and uh, yeah, just, just, just get fucking tread marks all over you. That's <laughs> what they do. They just love it. They're they're pigs for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's um, the garbage. Like I said, anything to let to let the bank let the banks know that hey, we're 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 trying our best here, man. We're trying to save you. We're trying to save you. What four hundred bucks, man? We're really trying. Yeah. <sighs> scumbags. Yeah. So absolute we're gonna... scumbags. Yeah. So we're gonna wind it down for a couple of minutes. So. Uh... Hooray. Yeah, man. Wind down. In terms of, I guess you can kind of put it on the way out for this one. In terms of like stopping the steal and like all this other like wild stuff. The Biden, um, the Biden inauguration happens as of recording, like a day from today, so tomorrow. Is anything weird gonna happen? Is anything yeah. cool gonna happen? Is there was a riot happen? today, apparently. I saw that there was fire outside the cap the Capitol. I didn't see what it was, but like. What, something it, will happen. It'll be far. It'll be far away, but something will happen. And if you think we're not, then we've. Black and brown people, we've been in a we've been in the second civil war for forever now, mm-hmm. and now the world, the whole rest of the country just gets to wake up to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, this goes into the stuff where I'm just I'm more because the band aid is being ripped off of white supremacy. I'm just I'm just more um, 
I'm more hopeful. Like I feel better about the world than I've felt in a long time. The FBI is vetting National Guard troops because finally somebody's listening to them. The FBI has been screaming ever since I was in the Marine Corps 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago now, that white supremacists have infiltrated the, the military and the police force, and they finally saw it. You had to watch it with our. We had to watch it with our own eyes as the cops let racist horde into the Capitol building. As senators led these led these these white supremacists on tours the day before, so they could do reconnaissance of what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're finally like there's no denying it anymore. It's like a perfect. <clears throat> like I don't want to say things happen for a reason is the worst. It's very it's Calvinist. A, it's the worst phrase in the English language mm-hmm. to me. It triggers me so hard. But the the way that the the things have locked together very recently in this country, it, it's almost a perfect storm. We couldn't have hoped for it any better mm-hmm. because we had, you know. And I want to say, obviously, you don't want people to die, but we had the BLM riots because of George Floyd. BLM protests um, that turned that some turned into riots. Mm-hmm. Okay. The police and the Capitol Police knew exactly what to do when that happened. They had no problem. When people who were just protesting in the Capitol building, handicapped people, disabled people for health care, went in there and just sat down, the Capitol Police had knew exactly what to do. Pull them out of their when, wheelchairs. Yeah, and drag them out. But when a thousand racist white people or whatever, you know, a, a thousand, two thousand show up at the Capitol Police building, all Spider-Man. of a sudden they're overrun and all of a sudden they have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. They're lost. All right. You know, and, and it's like, so you've got the police state now questioning the police, going, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I guess my fear in that kind of a situation, and maybe this is like, the thing that we could leave people on is uh-huh. if the FBI and the Capitol Police kind of like start talking to one another and they come to some kind of a mutual understanding on those grounds is like the ultimate nightmare situation. <laughs> right. I get what you're saying, but then I'm also seeing some my fear is that like because these people are terrorists and they're going to be like tried for sedition or whatever that they're are going they, to create though? new, you know, new police state Terror, you know, uh, um, are they the, going to be tried for what, what is it? The Freedom Act, yeah, they're charging these people with sedition. Like, we're going to do the new, like, Freedom Act or whatever police state you can drone it. Like, anybody, is, is, is Bait the like, last terrorism be executed laws. on national television, bro? They're coming after him bad, they got <laughs> him bad, bro. Baked Alaska, but <laughs> who's Baked Alaska? Here, but here's my who's but real Alaska? quick, like, here, here's the, the, the counter to that why I feel hopeful. I see an NBC News article that says no, you know, an opinion on regular NBC, not even MSNBC, Mm. regular NBCnews.com says no, the Biden administration doesn't need to do more new terror laws. The ones that we have work perfectly fine to charge these people. We don't need any more police state. And I'm just like, wow, wow. I mean, it's not perfect, but I'm just seeing like it seems like we've had a sea change in this country. God willing. God willing. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah. Anything on the way out, Scott? Uh, watch Mad Men. It's good. But yeah, you say that never. I've never watched one episode. Yeah, I didn't say much this episode, so I just you know. Got to stick to your brand. Yeah. Robert. All right. What's up, Scott? Bro? What's up? Uh, we're gonna start streaming pretty soon. I'm waiting for lights and a green screen. 
I'm going to try to start doing daily content of just like streaming some very low pressure video games. Like I'm playing Microsoft Flight Simulator right now, perfecting my flight from um, Louis Armstrong to um, to Lake Fru- Lakefront Airport. Yeah. Just flying that Hades over and yet? over again. Have you played Hades yet? Hades, no. I need to, though. But it's I feel like fun. that's not a good one for a stream because it's like it feels very high pressure. Like I need to really pay attention. It's super but fun. But we're going to try to start pumping out daily content. So mm-hmm. we will. Uh, look forward to that stay tuned where can you find out uh, more information about our show robert you tell me because this is the radio version and i don't want to like right. get well you can find more about our show on goodmorningcomrade.com where you can find all of our past episodes and you can also find uh a little bit more about how to get in contact with us you can get uh in contact with us uh, via email info at goodmorningcomrade.com i think that's correct I think that is correct. And then also you And if can, it's not, okay. Yeah. Twitter's the best, honestly. Twitter at Twitter's Comrade Morning. You can find me on Twitter at Eminent Prof. And you can also uh, check out, yeah, all of our stuff, goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, tell the people bye, y'all. All right, catch bye. you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you.